0: I want to invite Hugh Marquis to come and bring the word. So let's welcome Hugh as he comes. Come on.
1: Thanks so much, Daryl. Who had fun then? I just want that to keep going, right? That was so good. What Daryl said was uh, so true. Who looked up in worship and noticed that the air filters needed cleaning, right? Who thinks that they had their air filters cleaned? That wasn't an accident. That was prophetic. It was a sign, I believe, from God that we needed our air filters cleaned. Our air filters, on the projector, it's what goes in and makes the fans work. But for us, it's our mind. It's our brain. It's that that is the filter that's going to filter out what's happening in the world, all of the stuff, and bring it to the truth of God. And as we were just singing then, that the word of God will change this nation. It will change this house. It will change you, your family, your parents, your kids, your friends. But it's the word of God that's going to change you. Can I encourage... Who was here on Sunday morning? If you weren't here, actually even if you were, can I encourage you to get back on the live stream on Facebook or wherever it is that we've got it and listen to what Rachel Weatherly shared. I reckon it's one of the key lessons in this place around the prophetic. It was one of those messages that I couldn't write quickly enough. So I'm going to go back and watch it two, three, four times because there was nuggets put all the way through that. It was just one of those messages that you love to hear. Now, some of you know and have heard the story of these keys that I carry... They're there to annoy the sound people at the back because I make noise and bang on the mics and do things. So, Jared, I'm gonna try not to do that. But uh, we're gonna do a bit of unlocking tonight as well. So, as well as having our air filters clean, we're gonna unlock, is that okay? And just before I do that, uh, Kayla, listening to you step up in worship over the last few weeks has been quite amazing. It's been stunning. (laughs) But wait, there's more. And it's not just when you're singing here. It's when you're walking around the church, when you're greeting people, when you're talking to people. There's always this wonderful smile on your face. It's very encouraging. You're allowing Jesus to shine through you. And, and it's really, really apparent. So keep being you, keep being that vessel for Jesus, because it's so good around this place. Thank you. Now, in every prophetic place, and this is a wonderfully prophetic house all the time, wonderfully, but the prophets travel with the apostles. They go hand in hand, they walk together. And, but if I were to say to you that you're apostolic, some of you are gonna get confused with that. When I say you're apostolic, I'm not saying you've got a role in the church, But I am saying, you've got an assignment in the kingdom. And every one of you in here is apostolic. You're meant to spread the good news, to be out at the forefront. But it's a word that's misunderstood, both in the Bible and both in churches. They put a title and a badge on it. And it's more than that. Because to be apostolic is to be a believer. We're all called to be apostolic. We're all called to spread. But this house is amazing because it's a place where people encounter God. And those on live stream as well. It's a place where people encounter God. They become part of a family. (laughs) They're trained. They're equipped to bring change and transformation. Not only in their own world, but to those around them. This is a transformation centre. But how do people experience God? They encounter him through salvation, through prophetic words, through signs, wonders, healings, through intercession and prayer, through worship, hmm. through reading the word of God, prayer. It's a place where people encounter God, the living God, on a daily basis, I have the privilege of being on staff, And when we can actually find time, because the place is getting so crowded. Every room's crowded. You come in here on a a Wednesday morning. It's really good to be in here after the worship on a Tuesday night at any time Monday. You know, the the staff room on a Monday is a crazy house now, (laughs) but it's good. But become part of the family. Connect with other like-minded people. This is what apostles do. They find that place of belonging. They find that place where they are seen and they see others. And they are known, valued, and loved, where they're trained and equipped and sent out to change and transform those around them. And tonight I'm gonna to share very quickly around one of my favorite apostolic people. I'm gonna share this story, but just before I go there, if you've been around Field of Dreams for more than sort of three days, couple of weeks you're going to hear words like this be talked about all the time sending empowered these are some quick notes around this church sending empowered we release hope the relational emphasis the time is spent building and nurturing relationships the father's heart in a healing representing Christ demonstration of power Signs, wonders, miracles. Strengthening and encouraging. Ongoing relationship with God. Confronting the impossible. Building on a foundation of others that have gone before you. Vision, big vision and dreaming. Persevering and not quitting. If you've been around just a little time, you'll have heard those, vo- those words repeated in such a way. They might not be those actual words, but they mean a healthy, vibrant ecclesia, a place where God comes and rests and meets with his people. He did that with Moses. And if any of you've read Exodus, you know that you know, Moses was there, um, wanted to leave Egypt, crossed the Red Sea and brought down the 10 commandments. That's the Reader's Digest version, but it is so, so much more. I'm not going to hit all of the scriptures there, but I'll hit some of them tonight. So Exodus 1.8. It's a really interesting statement because Moses was born, but there was a new king in Egypt. And when you read it, it says there was a new king and he did not know Joseph. So all what we heard about in Genesis of the times of Joseph, of the fasting, the famine, and the Pharaoh coming alongside him, the succession of that They'd forgotten who Joseph was. So it was a new nation who had forgotten the rule of God, forgotten what God had done, and had turned their way from God. And then, so Moses is born. His mother had him. That's normally how people are born. And had him at home up until he was three months old. And then he couldn't keep him any longer. So Moses' mother, and he wasn't called Moses at that stage, put him in a basket and floated him down the river. Moses' auntie stood on the other riverbank to see where it had gone. If you put up um, Exodus 2, 1 and 2... Now, a man from the house of Levi went out and married the daughter of Levi. So this is how Moses was born and talks through. Then it goes into Pharaoh's daughter and describes Pharaoh's daughter. She comes down, she was out bathing and finds Moses in the basket. But it only describes her as Pharaoh's daughter. The only reference, two references in there, And Pharaoh's daughter did this, and Pharaoh's daughter then took Moses. And the girl on the riverbank said, should I find someone to look after him? One of the Israelites to look after him. They said, yeah. Now think of God's plan and what he's done and his purpose. Because they go and get Moses' mother to come and look after him. So Moses' mother, who had to give him away, looks after her own son in the royal house or for the royal house as Moses is raised as basically royalty in the house. As Moses grows up, he goes outside to Exodus 2.11. Now it came about in those days when Moses grown up, he went to his brethren and looked at their hard labours. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So what Moses saw were people being treated badly. They were really being badly treated. They were being isolated from each other and they were given harder and harder labor. And then Moses went out and he saw... One of his fellow Hebrews being beaten. And Moses looked around, struck the man. It didn't say and killed him, but it did say he buried him. So I'm going to assume he was killed. I'm going to assume he was killed. Moses commits murder. Yep, think about that. Because that was before God appeared to Moses. Moses commits murder and then and he thought it was had not been seen but then he was somebody came up and said what you're going to beat me like you did to this other guy Moses knew that he'd been found out and he fled the news came back to Pharaoh and Pharaoh said kill him so Pharaoh wanted Moses dead this is for the second time Moses goes, goes out in the country and meets. So it's a story of changes, but if you read it, there are so many stories evolving out of it. If we go to Exodus 3, 2. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire in the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. Exodus. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvellous sight, why the bush is not burning up. And the Lord saw that he turned aside to look. God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Now, what would you reply if a burning bush started talking to you? It's like... um, And then what voice was it in? Was it crackling with fire? was it just... In the next verse, he said do not come near here, remove your sandals from your feet, for the place on which you're standing is holy ground. This is the first calling of God to Moses. He stood before God. And then Moses, after hearing from God and what God wants him to do, says, God, that's all really good. So, um... Exodus 4.1. Moses said, What if they will not believe me or listen to me? For they may say, The Lord has not appeared to you. Because the Lord gave him a command of things that he needed to go and say to his nation, to his people, the people that were there, things that he must follow and go. God had a plan for Moses right from the beginning. He had it all laid out. But Moses came back and said, um, what if they won't listen to me? You're telling me that you want me to take them out of captivity. You want me to free them. What if they won't listen? What if they won't do it? Then he goes on to say to the Lord, but Lord, I can't talk to people because I am slow of speech and slow of mind. So Moses, well, God actually says to Moses, well, I'll get you a helper. Now, here's the original, part of the original plan. His helper is Aaron, his older brother, who was already three years old when Moses was born, so he escaped the edict of being murdered by the king. Already part of the plan, part of his destiny and the thing that he went through. But the irony of that, well, I find it irony, I listened to Rachel's word the other day about timing of prophetic words. God spoken to Moses, spoken to Aaron, and said, you will do this and get out of the nation. But, before, but Moses was 80 years of age when he approached Pharaoh. Now, it doesn't say what they did in the middle of that, but there was a time of developing what he'd been called to do. Sometimes we hear prophetic words in our world, And we want them... Well, that's probably none of you guys. That's probably just me that wants that. Okay, there's a prophetic word, and I'm going... And so I mean I need to listen to Rachel's message a few times. God has a timing for it. But think of the miracles and think of the things that were done in each of the steps of it. Moses said, what do I do? How do I go and talk to Pharaoh? And God gives him the plan. He says, take your staff and throw it, and pick it up, so he holds his staff up, throw it on the ground, and it turns into a snake. And he says, now pick it up. Uh-uh. I'm not picking up a snake. Like, ah. Uh, but he picks it up, turns back in. And he says, go and do that before Pharaoh. He does it before Pharaoh. But then the magicians in the court also do the same. They take a staff... They throw it to the ground. It turns into a snake. Only difference is Moses' snake eats all the others, right? But so he, Pharaoh hardened his heart, but God knew that. He told Moses that Pharaoh will, hold his, will harden his heart and he won't come to the party. He won't do things. Then it goes on in Exodus. Don't go there because I'll, I'll run through them fairly quickly. Exodus 7, 16, when you keep reading, God said to Moses, go and tell Pharaoh that unless you let my people go and let them do three days of worship in our own lands, I will turn the river Nile, I'll turn the waters into blood. Pharaoh said, nope, I'm not going to do that. So the Nile was turned into blood for three days and there was no water. Pharaoh pleaded, can you turn back the water because our people need to do it. And he said, if, you turn, if we do that, if you turn it back to water, I will then let my people go, your people go. Moses went, talked to God, the rivers turned back and then it says, and Pharaoh hardened his heart and turned away from his promise. Didn't let the people go. Then in Exodus 8... It starts with the plague of the frogs on the land. And so there's frogs everywhere as decreed. But the magicians in the house could also turn frogs out. They couldn't get rid of them. And Moses said, i oh, sorry, Pharaoh said to Moses, if you get rid of the frogs, I'll let the people go. They get rid of the frogs. What does Pharaoh do? Hardens his heart and doesn't obey. Doesn't do what he said he was going to do. And then the next one. There was gnats in the land, still in Exodus 8. So gnats were right through the land, but the magicians of the house could not do that, couldn't replicate it. Again, Pharaoh said, can you get rid of the gnats and the insects and I'll let the people go? But he didn't. He hardened his heart and didn't let them go. And then in Exodus 9, all the cattle die, all the Egyptian cattle die none of the israel c- cattle did but all the egyptian cattle die then it's a plague of boils pharaoh said to moses pick up the dust from the ground and throw it in the air and as the wind takes it it will settle on people and call bo- cause boils right across the nation but it will cause boils only on the egyptians again Pharaoh said take that away from us Moses take that away go to your God and take it away Moses goes to God and says God will you give but what happened Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time God is saying why is he hardening his heart and he explained to Moses he will continue to harden his heart so that I can make an example and show to the Egyptians that I am God now I don't know if it was me as a ruler of the nation that I would do that. I think that's a scary concept. And then there was darkness over the land for three days. The Lord said He will make the land dark. Now I haven't lived north, way, way north for a long time, but they say it's a, a full night and full days at the opposite end. I don't know how I'd go. I don't know how you'd go with three days of complete darkness. You know, not being able to see a thing, not a bit of light, not to find your way around, not a thing around that. Again, Pharaoh asked Moses to go back to God and get them released from it. Moses did that, and Pharaoh hardened his heart. And then the last plague. It's a significant one. The last plague was the firstborn of human and animals would die. And Moses is given the decree on what would happen. Moses speaks to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh didn't listen. But this is where the Passover comes in, and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. The Feast of Unleavened Bread at this time was go and eat bread that is unleavened for seven days. That's what they were allowed to have. And the Passover. And the Passover talked about you, you take the lamb's blood and you put them on those names of the little things on the side of the door that I cannot pronounce. No, yeah, but they have that other name. But it's on both sides of the door and the lentil overhead. So it's a place of blood. And the Lord said, if you have blood over those areas, your firstborn will not be touched. So all of the Hebrew people took the Passover. Then he also consecrated the Passover lamb. And he said that each household should have a certain portion of lamb and it all to be eaten, none, none to be put in the fridge for snacks for tomorrow. It had to be eaten, and if it wasn't eaten, you kept burning it and burned to a cinder. I've been to Nick's house and eating lamb, there is always lamb left over at Nick's house. <sighs> <laughs> I won't go there. Stay on track here. Stay on track. But there's some of the sacred things... They were pointing to the time of Jesus. There was reference from Exodus, to the time of Jesus, the time that we're in now, the end of Passover. This would actually be the week of um, unleavened bread, the seven days of unleavened bread that we're in right now. We would be in that. And then we get... Moses is told to ask all of the Egyptians, Well, we're going to leave, but we need you to give us all your gold, silver, and jewelry as well to bid us farewell on our way. Now, that sounds like an interesting question. Can you imagine that? We're going to be let free because there was great wailing in the land because the firstborn of every household that was not marked for Passover died. The Pharaoh's son died and he said, you can go, you can take your people, which numbered about 6,000, and you can leave. 423 years after the Israelites came into Egypt and were enslaved and treated badly and beaten and harassed. And the next part of that story is that the, Moses leads his people and leads his army and they, get, they don't go to the land of the Philistines. Why? Because God said, if the people see war, they'll be close enough to home that they might go back. But They get to the Red Sea. And by this time, Pharaoh's changed his mind and hardened his heart. And he sent out all the armies and all the chariots to go and get them, to bring them back. Because he said, oh, we've just got rid of our slave labor. We've got rid of all the people that do the work and toil in our fields, those that grow grain for us, those that tend our horses. What was I thinking? Bring them back and put them back into slavery. So they sent out the horses and the chariots and all the generals of the army. And Moses says to God, well, now what will I do? And behind him, the people are saying, what were you thinking? Why are you bringing us out here? At least when we were in captivity, they fed us. At least when we were back there, even though they treated us badly, even though they did horrible things to us, we knew what we had. So they're whinging and complaining You've got the army coming behind them at a great rate of knots. And then, Moses asks God and God says, lift up your staff. He lifts up his staff and the Red Sea spreads and it's dry land and they start going across. And as they get to the other bank, they see the Egyptian army approaching And they come out, and it says that they swerved and they veered because Moses' people went over, all the the Hebrews, all the Israelites went over on foot. But the chariots swerved, and and then the water came crushing down to make an example that all of Egypt would know that God was real. The story spread far and wide. They get to the other side. After a few days, there's grumbling because there's no food. And God says, well, I'll bring you manna from heaven. There's all these little stories in that whole book. You could read it for weeks and weeks and weeks. So he will bring you food, Jehovah Jireh, the provider. But he said, you must gather your bread in the morning before the sun comes up, otherwise it will melt. But you must gather enough for you and your household to eat and no more. So everybody had enough. Then he also did the miracle of meat and provided meat at dinner. And it said there was cloud by day and fire by night. I don't know how many of you have been um, to the Jordan and have been to, what's the name of the country? It's Jordan, isn't it? Next. The one next to Israel. This is Geography Lesson 101, the one where Petra is. What is that? Jordan, thank you. We've been there I know why there's cloud by day and fire by night because it was 45 degrees every day you needed some cloud cover but it was three degrees at night you needed fire and God provided both cloud by day fire by night he also provided food and yet they all still grumbled Moses, if you hadn't brought us out here, if you'd left us back there, we would have been okay. It sounds a little bit like today. A little bit like today. Well, yeah, I know the government's treating us badly, but better that we just let them keep doing that rather than, right, don't go down that path Hugh. We could. We will get there in a minute. But then, and this is where we're going to bring this in and circle a little bit. Exodus 20, we get to Mount Sinai, there's mumbling, complaining, the people are complaining, though they've got food, though they've got cover, though they've got heat, saying, if you just left us there and we were being not treated well. They say, Moses, you go and hear from your God and you get commandments from him because we're not game because surely we would die. Okay? Okay? Somebody else go and do it because we're afraid. Fine. So Moses goes and gets the commandments. Well, he goes up Mount Sinai and hears from God and comes down with the commandments. Exodus 20, verse 1. Then God said all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. So this is the start of the commandments. You shall have no other gods before me. Do you all know the Ten Commandments? Okay, good. You shall not make yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above on the earth beneath or the water under the earth. That's the second one. The third one is, you shall not worship them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God... I am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the Father on the children on the third, fourth generations of those who hate me. The first ones were okay. Well, sort of. You should not have any idol. Are there any idols in our own world that we need to look at? Anything that we've put in place before God? Could you just put that one back up, please? And then the next one. You shall not worship them. The worship of money, the root of all evil, food, football, meat pies and Holden cars. What are we putting in our lives that are ahead of God? What's taking the place or taking our attention? What's taking the place of God being first and foremost? And the next one. But showing love kindness to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. They are flow on commandments. They're not separate. It says, don't put anything else before God, but show love kindness to thousands. To all people that you meet, show love kindness. And the next one. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. It's an interesting concept. Do not take the Lord's name in vain. It's interesting that in the world, we don't hear anybody saying, Oh Buddha! Or Oh Mustafa! Or no, it's the Lord's name in vain and what we're doing, the Ten Commandments. And the next, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Todd did a great teaching on the seventh day. Not on the Sabbath, but on the seventh day. And when is the seventh day? Now, every day. Keep the day holy. And the next one. You're doing a great job up there. There was a lot of scriptures, thank you. And the next one. and the next go through that quickly honor your father and mother now you notice that this is the first one in the 10 commandments everything else is do not do don't do this don't do that but this one is honor your mother and father isn't that interesting that and, and it's intentional because we are meant to honor our parents we are meant to honor both our physical parents and our spiritual parents the people in this house wish to show honour to them, to live with them and love them. And the next, you shall not murder, next. You shall not commit adultery, next. You shall not steal, next. You shall not bear false witness to your neighbour. You know what, the world would have you think that all of those commandments are to keep you in bondage. I'm not gonna do that, they're just old fashioned rules. These are to keep you free. The Ten Commandments are to keep you free. Those last four, those shall not kill. Remember, the Israelites were slaves. It was okay for the Egyptians to beat them, to murder them, to rape, to steal, to take another man's wife, to take their children. This is what they were allowed to do. So when these rules came down from Mount Sinai, can you imagine... What the men said. Do not take another man's wife. They're going, You're kidding me, aren't you? Does that mean somebody else can't walk into my house and take my wife? It's a tuning of the brain. How we think about things. There is when you look at all of those, you you shall not steal. They were slaves. They had their possessions stolen from them. Now there is a commandment they should not steal. This is for protection. Of those who believe in God. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor covet their possessions. This is for their protection, so that they knew that their belongings, the things that they had, were protected by the Lord God. This was really intentional about what, what God did. When you read through the Ten Commandments and think, Lord, how do those commandments set me free? And you ask that question. Rather than, how do they keep me bound up? Because every one of them is designed to free you. Designed to give you a life of freedom, a life of joy, and a life of fun. So they set you free as they go. Then it goes on. We're going to go to Deuteronomy. We're going to go to Deuteronomy 28. Because things happen through the Bible, they happen in sequence. But in Deuteronomy 28, it says... Now it shall be, if you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments which he commanded. What were those commandments? What did he have? All of those things that we just talked about. It says, be careful to diligently do that. To show love kindness. To look after your neighbor. To not steal, to not kill, to not covet honour your parents honour those around you says the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth as we prayed in worship that we would have power over the nations in this earth how do you have power over the nations you keep God's commandments he says when you keep his commandments he will do it God is not a liar He will do it. And this is what happens when you keep his commandments. Next verse. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. And blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the offspring of your body and the produce of your grounds and the offspring of your beast, the increase of your herd and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you go when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you. Who has enemies? Just me? Right? We've all got. The Lord says he will cause your your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. What if that was a poverty spirit? Hang on, just go back. What if that was sickness? What what if it was a lack of a job at the moment because of circumstances outside your world, outside your control? What if it was a broken relationship? What if those who rise up against you are some of those things that happen in this world? The Lord says, if you obey his commandments, they will be defeated they'll come out against you one way and they'll flee before you seven by keeping his commandments you get every blessing the next one the lord will command a blessing on you in your barns so that all you put your hand to he will bless you in the land which the lord your god gives you which means your workplace will prosper and those around you will prosper those that you get to be in relationship will prosper because he will call them blessed. And the next. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself. As we're singing in worship, I'm thinking, yeah, exactly that. Power, 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 power. We're called to be a great change into the nations. But we have to do our part, we have to do the commandments that he commanded. I, and I know. That some people say, yeah, but we live in a New Testament time now and we have New Testament commandments. You know what? That's right. It's a true statement. Jesus said, love one another as I have loved you. And he also says, you'll be known by my disciples by your love for one another. But Jesus kept all of these commandments. They were part of his way of life. They don't, didn't go away. We keep them. And there is blessing that comes that way. It says, The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself as he swore to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord and God and walk in his ways. Now, the scary thing about that, if you keep reading this verse, this chapter, it tells you what happens when you don't and i think the results are much nicer when you do it's easier when you do but god says god says If you keep my commandments, I will bless you. But his commandments are those things that he set in place to keep you free, not to bind you up. These things he did for you. These things he said for your goodness. These things he said for you to achieve, to have not not something back. It's not to keep you bound up. Let's have a look at the nation that we're in right now the nation of australia the great southland what would it be like if our politicians would keep those commandments what would question time be like if they actually honored each other if they talked to each other in a way where they came to the greater good what would it be like in our businesses those shall not steal those shall not murder those shall not treat your neighbor poorly what would it be like to operate God's way and to receive his blessings what if God had greater plans in the whole thing of exodus he had a plan for moses he has a plan for each of you a plan of well it says in jeremiah a plan for good for each of you is a plan of good plan for good what if his plan asked for you to do things that you didn't think you could do. Acts twenty twenty two says this: I go there, and it was Paul talking on his uh, way to Italy. He goes, I have no no knowledge of the reason I go, but only in my heart that I must do it anyway. God had called him to do things. God has a plan, a desired purpose. In FOD language, you call that a scroll, which is a much easier term to use. I like that. It's a scroll that's rolled out for you to to walk into and do. What if part of your scroll is to bring freedom to a nation? What if it's this nation? But as I talked before about the things that would come against. I sort of just felt this gut feeling here that we're gonna pray in a minute for things that have come against you. But we're also gonna pray and celebrate things that are happening. Because I hear a lot at times that we're gonna pray for the sick and we're gonna pray against something but God wants us to live a blessed life so I want to pray blessing on those that are being blessed and good news like Marion has great news Marion has a and she does an awesome job with people in Cambodia hasn't been able to travel there for the last two years but she's got a ticket she flies out May May 21st to go be with the people over there we're praying that she doesn't have to go into quarantine for two weeks over there. Because it's great that she gets back to be with the people she served so faithfully for so many years. It's the great news that God is doing. So, we're going to pray for a couple of things as we come and minister tonight. And it's a bit different than other nights. We're going to pray for those that need prayer for things that have come against them. And we're going to pray blessing for those who've got good things going because we want to encourage the good things. Does that sort of make sense? Because we should be praying for both. We should be praying for both. So when we were talking about when things have come against us, I'm watching people's faces, we talk, and there's nods, and there's sort of little bits of grimaces and a a few ducks and weaves. And The last couple of weeks, I'd had things come against me. You sort of had seen me. I was walking like I was a lot older than what I am now. Um, I was in a lot of pain. I was having things that came against me. I threw my back, my spine going, that, the first night Daryl saw me, we were actually meant to be doing a home economics class in their house with his family and Daryl's looked at me and going, there's not a chance you can cook, but we did. So things will, people will have things that come against them. in a couple of groups. First group of people I want to just pray over is over finances. Um, Now if you've if you've lost your job over this last period of time because of what's been happening if your financial circumstances have changed and you're not where you want to be or you're not where God wants you to be if things are hard for you and you're looking for work or you're looking for a change I don't want to embarrass anybody but if that's you for the first time, we're going to pray for a financial release in your world if that's you if you could stand And he said, I don't want to embarrass you. Okay. Well, that's not embarrassing at all. So guys, whilst I'm praying, Jane, if you could go and just lay hands on people as we're praying, that'd be great. And anyone else that's doing that for us, either raise your hands or put your hands so that you can receive because the the Lord has promises and he wants to bless you. He wants to add into your world. Heavenly Father, Lord of heaven and hosts, Lord of all things, Father, you have decreed that we would have the keys to the treasury of heaven. Father I call upon the treasury of heaven right now I call upon the treasury of heaven Father for each person here Father that you would meet their needs you Jehovah Jireh would meet their needs each one as they need Father if they need a job that you would help facilitate a job Father if they need supernatural increase in their bank account Father that that would, would come Father if they need debts paid off Father you would create a way to do it And whilst I say that, Lord, I know that sometimes it isn't just money deposited in a bank account, but you will create a job for people so they can pay the debt off. Father, you have ways to do things that aren't our ways. Father, that if they can't afford food, Lord, that you would also give them the courage to come and put their name in our food basket here. So, Lord, that we can help and be an active support in what you're doing. Father, in Jesus' name, I break off these people. I break off the poverty mindset. I break off the attack on the financial world. I break off doubt and fear and uncertainty in their world. Father, I break off what Moses talked about, I'm not able. And I release freedom from fear. Father, thank you for creating opportunity. Thank you for creating opportunity. Thank you for the creative mind that you have, Father, for creating businesses that would be used and built in your manner. Father, I thank you. I thank you, just filling each person here, Father, with exactly what they need. Exactly what they need. Father, we unlock those financial gates right now we unlock and nothing can unlock using the keys you have given us father the keys you have given me we unlock in the finances father we thank you for provision of overflow for we thank you for your provision and overflow you just keep God's not finished just stay there and soak draw from him bring it down from heaven he's not finished but some of you when I was speaking you'd had illnesses or pains rise up in your body and sicknesses rise up in your body which have no place being there if that's you if you're able if you would. Like to stand? Do you want to pray for sickness, one? You.
0: Okay, so we're going to pray for people that need to be healed. If you're in your in your seat. Um, you can, and even though we're receiving, um, Hugh just said about pulling things down from heaven, and so uh, you can do that, obviously. But otherwise, just put your hands towards these people at that are standing Who's standing for for wants to be healed right now? Who needs to be healed? Oh, there's so many people. And so, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for a realm of heaven in a place of healing. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you that you would heal the whole man or the whole woman tonight in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, that you sent forth, in the the word, you sent forth your word and it healed them. And so, Father, we thank you that your word tonight (laughs) will not return void. And we thank you, God, that there is a prospering body, soul, spirit for people in this room. And this is also appropriate for people that are watching on live stream as well, that there is a realm of heaven that we can pull on, even right now, For virtue, healing, wholeness and breakthrough specifically in the area of healing. And so Father right now in the name of Jesus we speak a breakthrough, a breaker in the realm of the Spirit over each and every person that's standing. And we thank you right now for the virtue, the anointing and the miracle working power of God to work in and through their physical bodies now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you that there will be a release of your fire, power over each of these people in the name of Jesus. And so Father, we thank you that you would heal heart conditions today, that you would heal blood pressure, that you would heal anything that's not in right order. We command in the name of Jesus, right physical order. Over each and every person in this place, even right now, and I feel like somebody's got a problem with your wisdom teeth. There's someone got a problem. Is there someone over here? You have got a problem in the right hand? Some pain with the wisdom teeth? Who is that? Just put your hand in there, just like a wave. Someone got a problem? They're about to have them out, or is there's an issue with a something to do with your teeth? Maybe it's a root canal or something. Oh, is it you? Okay. it's, a, it's the whole. It's the whole. Just put your hands out. I just saw that there was like a, a serious pain in the in the mouth. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you so much. That you would heal uh, Ros today in the name of Jesus in every, pa- every part of that place in the mouth. There's someone else who problem got, got a kidney problem. Just receive the word. The word of knowledge has power in it. Someone's got a problem in your kidneys. Who is that? It's to do with the kidney. I think you're getting dull ache on the right hand side of your body. Is that someone in here? Just wave your hand in there. Don't be embarrassed. Don't come afterwards it's fine it's all good and uh, another thing as well is I feel like there's an issue with the right hand side of somebody's head and it's literally a pain that's coming across the right hand side of the head who is that is that you and so Father right now in the name of Jesus we just thank you that all pain will go now in the name of Jesus we thank you how many people could believe even right now that there could be a miracle worked in your life tonight how many people believe only half of you but let me tell you this right now there is there, God is in the business of miracles. He is in the business of miracles. And it's not like we don't look to Him, you know, we go, God, just give me a miracle. We look to Him for, and we worship Him for who He is. But when we go after Him, all these things come about. They all come around us. And that's what the Lord is saying. He's saying, fix your gaze on me tonight and there will be a level of breakthrough. I believe that there is a level going to be a level of breakthrough for many people, not just tonight, but in general in this season, unlike anything they've ever seen before. It's literally going to break the ceiling of what you've experienced in God. How many of you would like the ceiling broken of what you've experienced in God with regards to His power, with regards to literally seeing a manifestation of promise, seeing a manifestation of breakthrough in particular areas, seeing those mountains crumble? But it's not just all looking to Him. It's about partnership. It's about partnership. And the Lord is saying, I'm going to train you into a place where you are going to be able to Execute my will through your life. There's going to be an execution of His will through our lives. It's actually the administration of His word, and God is going to do something very, very powerful in the midst of that right now. So I just, I just want to do one thing before I hand it back to Hugh. Um, just, that there's some people from Sydney here. Can you stand up for a second? The three people from Sydney. Three people. Now these, these guys came all the way from Sydney for the service, is that right? Yeah, and they're, they're, come on. So they came from Sydney for the service and this is really interesting. Do you wanna come forward, just come in. We're just gonna pray for you if you wanna bless you. And um, what's really interesting about these three guys, guys, non-guys, um, uh, these, these three people is that they are live stream, when we're saying say hello to the live stream, this is our live stream, is this true? This is our live stream congregation. So they came. They literally are the live stream congregation. So they've come specifically to experience what we've got here, and which is really, really cool. So could you just stand in one line? Because you don't come here, you can receive something nice in Adelaide, but there is something, you've come here specifically for an impartation, and there's something of the impartation of the house that God wants to release to you. So could you just, yeah, just stand straight, and we're just going to release that to you. No, Carl, could you just stand behind them? And so, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just honor, how long have you been watching the live stream for? more than than six months, and you watch it all. Oh, cool, awesome. So so this is actually their home church and they just watch from live stream. And so Father, right now in the name of Jesus, everyone put your hands towards these guys. Christina, could you come and just um, release something as well? And so Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just honor them for who they are. We honor them as, this is so crazy that I'm saying this, we honor them as part of Field of Dreams. And we thank you God for our extended family in New South Wales and we thank you right now it's gonna go quite strong so father right now in the name of Jesus we just thank you for whatever they came for they came for a reason and we thank you right now that there would be an impartation released in and through their spirit tonight in Jesus name and we thank you that they would go back with way more than they thought they would go back with father we thank you that they would go back with such a heavy spiritual gift. Father, we thank you right now that there would be exponential growth internally. Father, we thank you. It says that Paul, Romans 11 says, I long to see you in order that I could impart a spiritual gift to you in order that you would be established or edified or strengthened. And so Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we speak the strengthening, the edification wow, 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 wow and the building of the Lord. And Father, we thank you right now that they will leave South Australia with so much more mm, as a result of tonight. And so Father, I thank you right now that there is something about the Eagles launching in New South Wales. And I thank you right now for the Eagles that you're bringing around, that you're literally creating communities. Not outside other churches, not about that. But this is about this house because they've come specifically, because they were because because they are part of the church family. And so, Father, we thank you right now that whatever is in this place, with regards to the overtaking in in the right sense of the word, uh, 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 of the different mountains, whether it's business, whether it's Uh, government, whether it's education, whether it's media. Father, we thank you right now that there would be an impartation to take the mountains. And so, Father, we thank you that there would be mountain-taking power released to these guys. And we thank you for favor, favor, favor in New South Wales. Father, we thank you for favor, favor, favor. Favor, And we thank you, God, that they would be able to shift weather systems. Father, we thank you that the power of decree to shift weather systems would literally come into their spirit and they would speak what weather systems they want in New South Wales and it would literally shift at their word. And so, Father, we thank you for that right now. Father, we thank you for hearing we thank you for seeing in the realm of the Spirit. And we thank you, God, that anything in from this house that's impartable, they would receive tonight free as part of their inheritance, as part of the Field of Dreams family. In the name of Jesus and everybody said, amen. Awesome. So, so good.
1: And there was just one last thing I wanted to pray for. When the projector did its thing and said we need to clear, clear out the uh, air filters. And I talked about the mind. There's been some interesting side effects from COVID, where some people have, can't concentrate or they've thought bad thoughts That was me, bad thoughts about government, chief medical officers, and a few other people. And Todd challenged us a few weeks ago of (laughs) where we're getting our information from. And like the air filters needed change, there's some of us that need a change in our mind stop reading the news I got half an hour back a day and an attitude <laughs> I'm just wondering if there's people that have either experienced some fogginess or have got a bit of stinking thinking about life about what they're doing about health you know, the, the shift in the mind the fog and the doubt and the fear that's not of God and we want to see it go on. Change the air filter. So if that's you and you're comfortable, if you'd like to stand, we're going to pray for you. But I'm going to get, actually, for those, if that's you, stand first. somebody that's standing can you just reach out to them if you're close enough and they're comfortable put lay hands on them just check that they're comfortable Father we thank you we thank you for the clearing of the mind. Father, we thank you that as an air filter cleans the air to go in a projector, that you can clear the mind and give us good thoughts. Lord, that you would change where we have got bad thoughts, that we would focus on the things that are good on this earth. Father, we would think of joy, peace and happiness. Father, that you would change the mind and flick the switch for those who've had fogginess, Father, that you would bring clarity back to the mind. You would bring clear thoughts back. Father, you say in Romans 12 too, be renewed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And Father, I ask for a renewing of the mind right now, for each person standing, Father, and for each person in the room. Father, that you would renew their mind that you would give them thoughts that they would think like you think and that they would speak like you speak. That when people encounter them, Father, they would see the living God through each one of them, through their words, through their actions, through their dealings with people. Father, I thank you this night that you're causing great change. Jesus, we love you. We worship and honour you. And we thank you for everything that you've done here tonight. We celebrate you. We thank you in the name of Yahweh and Yeshua and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, as Darrell said on his announcements which he's really good at we don't have church on Sunday but we do on Friday morning it's going to be an awesome message and an awesome time of family together at the park and then a few days away remember no service next Tuesday night or the following Tuesday night But for those people eager to celebrate, we do have the men's gathering on the Thursday night. It's a first and third. But yeah. If if you want to stay and just soak for a little bit, I don't think God's finished. I don't think he's finished just filling people up.
0: You're gonna leave the pads on for a few minutes. So good. Is everyone feeling encouraged by tonight it's a good amazing work we thank you for the word that was awesome so good it's been wonderful and i really encourage you men to go along to the men's meeting it's really really awesome but i just want to do something really quickly have 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 people been feeling you can bring the pads down a time but who's been feeling a little bit icky yeah, there we go. There's 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 icky. There's been icky for a couple, I would say probably about 10 days. Has it been feeling a little bit? I'm not talking about, you know, different waves of COVID and I'm just talking about in the atmosphere. There's been a lot of weird stuff going on. How many of you can feel that? So everyone just stand to your feet. We can if you're at home on live stream, you can do this too. And what we're gonna do is we're actually just gonna shake off the ickiness. And you can do that. You don't understand. The spirit world can actually see you when you do that. So I dare you to do that. You can do it. You can do it overtly. Don't smack someone in the face beside you. It's like bang, you know. But but you can just start to just, I'm not saying it's a bit weird, but you can just go, yeah you know if you had like dirt on you you just want to get rid of it I guarantee you in about one minute you start to feel better I'm not even joking so just keep on doing it. just you don't it's not like you need to be weird with it but we're just it's a prophetic sign and we just kind of just get washing off and we're allowing any residue of the last couple of weeks that's actually come over Australia, but over the state too, but over individuals—and so just yeah, you could just—and and so so we're actually just literally shaking off. It actually says shake off the dust in the word when it, when when they when they're transitioning and they're doing uh, when they're bringing the gospel. But it says shake off, and let me tell you this right now: we're shaking off the last ten days. I can tell you right now there has been spiritual atmosphere. Sh- really an oppressive thing and literally I got the word sliming. Do you remember that movie where there was Slimer? There's been some sliming going on. And so Father, you can just do it however you want. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just speak a clearing right now over the people of God. Father, we thank You for the refreshing rain in the realm of the Spirit. Father, we thank You. Literally, there will be a cleansing, a washing. Father, we thank You that tonight people would come forth like they've just had the best Flip in shower they've ever had in their entire life. Father, I thank you that there would literally be a, it would be like a spiritual car wash tonight. Father, I thank you that there would be no critters hanging on, that there would be no demons lurking, that there would be no spirits latching on, no torment. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we rebuke right now any spirit that's been tormenting minds in here, any spirits that have been bringing depression, suicidal thoughts, any uh, spirits that have been bringing infirmity right now in the name of Jesus we break you and we loose you off these bodies right now in the name of Jesus, both in here and the people watching on live stream. Any witchcraft right now, we break it right now in the realm of the Spirit. Any manipulation, coercion, anything which has tried to get the people of God down, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We are not designed to be down, we are designed to be up. And so Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we speak up over this congregation. We speak up over the people watching on live Scream, we, we, we live scream, rather. We, we are the head and not the tail. We are above. Everyone say, We are, we are above. above, and we're staying above. We're not going back down because we occupy in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Together, let's give the Lord another shout. Come on. So, so good. Thank you so much for being with us. Just look at your neighbour and say, we occupy. In an American accent. One more time. We occupy. Bless you guys. Thanks so much for coming. Have a great rest of the week.